Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Amen. I first saw the Action Bible when I was visiting a vicar who was preaching at a congregation. I assure you that his sermon was brilliant and kept my full attention. But every once in a while, I would glance over at this young little boy, not my own, a young little boy in the congregation about the age of my sons, and I noticed this young boy sitting with this book. He was glued to it. He was sitting very still and quietly in church. And I thought of my own boys. <laughs> Noah's here this morning. Hi, Noah. What a joy it is, now that I am not an every Sunday preaching pastor, to again sit with my family on Sunday mornings during church. And so I was eager to find out what this book was that this little boy was looking at. Oh, his mother told me after worship, it was the Action Bible. I was amazed at how it held his attention. And so for the sake of my own nerves and for the sake of the dear saints, who sit directly behind us in worship on Sunday morning, I purchased one of these action Bibles. And it has indeed held my boy's attention, but much more importantly, in this post-Christendom world, in which the world flees more and more from the Word of God, my deep prayer for my boys is that I want them to see Jesus. I want them to see Jesus with arms stretched out on a cross. I want them to see Jesus walking out of the tomb, and I want them to point and say, my God and Lord. And in this book, they see Jesus. Not only on Sunday mornings during worship, but even every morning now for morning devotions. And so I would like to have you join me and my boys, my family, as together we take a look at an image from the Action Bible printed on the back of your bulletin. Now, as you're taking that out, some of you might be wondering, hmm, not sure about images in the Bible. There are some Christians, after all, who aren't so hot on images, lest we worship them. Well, Listen to these words from Martin Luther. He wrote in 1525 to a number of people in a writing entitled Against the Heavenly Prophets. Listen to what Luther has to say about images. I myself have seen and heard the iconoclasts read out of my own German Bible. Now there are a great many pictures in that book both of God, the angels, men, and animals, especially in the revelation of John and in Moses and Joshua. Pictures contained in these books we would paint on walls for the sake of remembrance and better understanding. 
since they do no more harm on walls than in books. It is, to be sure, better to paint pictures on walls of how God created the world, how Noah built the ark, and whatever other good stories there may be, than to paint shameless worldly things. Yes, would to God that I could persuade the rich and the mighty that they would permit the whole Bible to be painted on houses on the inside and outside so that all can see. By the way, we have some images here in our chapel, do we not? We have outside some lovely Christian symbolism as we walk through the chapel plaza. As we walk in, we see the Christian symbols here. We see, of course, our magnificent stained glass window of Titus and Timothy. And maybe you haven't heard that there are some more stained glass windows for this chapel on their way. Don't worry, they're not coming out of your tuition. They are coming from a generous donor's estate who specifically asked that we have even more images in our chapel, more images of the Word of God for us to see, the Word made visible. This is a good thing. Why? Well, listen to Luther as he goes on. Of this I am certain, that God desires to have his works heard and read, especially the passion of our Lord, but it is impossible for me to hear and bear it in mind without forming mental images of it in my heart. For whether I will or not, when I hear of Christ, an image of a man hanging on a cross takes form in my heart, just as the reflection of my face naturally appears in the water when I look into it. If it is not a sin but good to have the image of Christ in my heart, then why should it be a sin to have it in my eyes? Yeah, it's good that we have images in the Lord's house. And Martin Luther, in his Deutsche Bibel, with all of the images, followed this long tradition of illuminating the scriptures, the Book of Kells, and many other illuminated manuscripts from the medieval ages, it's right and fitting and proper that we have images in our Bibles today. But what about comic book images? I mean, do we really want Superman or Batgirl or The Walking Dead or, or Sandman and that genre to be mixed with the Word of God? There's some discussion of whether comic books are lowbrow or highbrow, and I have been assured by some of my library workers that they're not just lowbrow, not just lowly pedestrian literature anymore. Luther, in his Deutsche Bibel, which we have a copy of, several copies of, up in our rare book room, I took a look at this last week, and lo and behold, the images of the people in the Deutsche Bibel are not clothed like Old Testament ancients. They look much more like 16th century Renaissance courtiers. Luther used the clothing of the day, the genre of the day, to bring the image of the Word of God to the people. So, comic books for the Word of God? I think it works. So let's take a look. Notice up on the top on the left, 13 years later, God speaks to a young man named Jeremiah. And then the next bubble, you'll notice there are these, these three lines at the four corners of that 
comment bubble, and it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. Whenever God speaks in the Action Bible, this is how it looks. And so the Lord's word comes to Jeremiah. How did it come to Jeremiah? Was it a voice from heaven? Was it the pre-incarnate Christ coming to Jeremiah? Was Jeremiah reading the word of God and heard God speak? We don't know. What we do know are the words that the Lord said to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. A prophet to the nations, Jeremiah indeed would be. In the later chapters of Jeremiah, he preaches to the nations, not just Judah and Israel, but to Edom, Moab, Egypt, and even to Babylon. Scary stuff. And so Jeremiah, much like Moses, speaks these words that you see on the page there, but I am just a child, no one will listen to me. Maybe this is how it is for you. You who are preparing to preach publicly from a pulpit the word of God, or you who are preparing to be a deaconess, to share the word of God at a bedside or with children or youth, or you as a staff member, when you are asked, where do you work? And you have this immediate opportunity to say, well, I work at Concordia Seminary where we pre prepare people for ministry in the Lord's church. Or maybe it's more simple than that. Maybe it's somebody that simply comes up to you and is going through a struggle and you feel like you have the opportunity to share the word of God. Maybe you are a parent and you are called to share the word of God with your children. Do you put up excuses? Oh, I don't know if I'm the one that should share the word of God because of educational background, because of age, because of lack of experience. Yes, we all put up these excuses about why we shouldn't be the ones that share the word of God. But listen to the words of one of my favorite early Christian writers, St. Irenaeus, he says this, the very same hand of God which formed us at the beginning is the same hand who in these last days has sought us out who were lost and has like a shepherd placed us on his shoulders like a lamb. Irenaeus quotes these words from Jeremiah 1 and says to us who would be nervous along with the prophet Jeremiah, about sharing the word of God, that same word that formed you in the womb puts you up on Jesus' shoulders. You see, Irenaeus wanted us to see Jesus and what an image of Jesus he gives us. When you share the word of God, you are as a sheep on your Lord's shoulders. Take a look with me, though, at the right-hand column. Because God speaks again, what do you see? The word of God that Jeremiah hears is a word that is not just information. It's not some Gnostic mystery. It's not an encoded message. It is a visible word of law and gospel, 
a word that would overthrow and destroy, a word that would plant and build. He sees the word of God, and you see it there in front of you as invaders coming down from the north to destroy Judah. And Babylon would indeed come during Jeremiah's lifetime and destroy Judah, Jerusalem, the temple, carry off God's people into exile. This word is a word that can be seen. And Jeremiah was sent to these people to speak that it would happen before it happened. St. Jerome in 414, in his commentary on Jeremiah, says what a great clemency it was that God sent Jeremiah to speak this word before it happened so that the people of God would repent and not be totally destroyed. What mercy God has for us. And indeed, continues to share this mercy in the 21st century. A few weeks ago, I was at a conference, and there was much discussion at this conference about the state of our world today, the state of America and the West, the coming disasters on the church on America. There was much hand-wringing. There was much worrying about the health of the church in the 21st century. And one speaker said this, that in our world where there is this coming disaster, nations coming perhaps to overthrow the people of God, there are two ways that Christians can still very helpfully share the Word of God. Two ways that the Word of God might have a message with the people of today. First, by the very Christians who believe and live out the message. When you believe and live out the message of Christ, you make visible the Word of God for a people who can't believe that there's anything beyond what we see. Second, the art that Christians produce. The Action Bible is a great example of Christian art, and one of our very own students, Doug Moss, was chiefly responsible for bringing the Action Bible about over a million copies sold. Not bad. So, my challenge to you in this day and age as we see the nations coming is to make the Word of God visible by your lives, by Christian art. Because our prayer really is that people might see Jesus. And what great comfort the Lord gives us in the final word there on your bulletin. No, they will fear you and try to kill you, but do not be afraid, for Yahweh says, I am with you. May that be for Jesus' sake and the salvation of the nations. Amen. We stand to sing our hymn.